0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Mob Squad. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Arielle. Let's do this. Welcome back. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good.
0: Thanks. Just settling into the new year.
1: Yep, yep.
0: It's halfway through January already. Crazy.
1: It is crazy. How's your year going? Good. I'm ready for 2025. (laughs) So that I think yesterday when we <laughs> were with family he was like oh so far we're like a few days in and I'm already over it he's like I'm ready for 2025. really that's yeah. so funny he's just joking me. I will
0: tell you the amount of people that have reached out to us or to me for sure that people that I've talked to everywhere I go they're like so fired up for 2024 I know I'm telling you awesome. it's, it's a good I'm energy i like excited about everybody else's excitement I feel like I'm kind of feeding off of that a little yeah. bit like they're pumped I'm pumped I've got, got goals you've got goals the wind
1: knocked out of us you know, in 2020, and mm-hmm. it's it slowly came back, and now I feel like everybody's ready to go. Yeah, like just take it all on. have my like Fred Flintstone feet go in, like <laughs> <"Brr>, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> totally picture that in my head. Yeah, I am excited. How's your
0: it. how's your resolutions going with tiny goals?
1: Well, I haven't really done anything yet, and like I said, you no, know, you're in, in your the planning podcast, mode. I'm still planning mode, and so yeah. I feel like the best time to get started is to just kind of pick the pieces up from the holidays and make a plan and Mm -hmm. then kind of start when we get a little bit warmer and more springish. Yeah. But that's just me. I'm just going to do that this year. Yeah, girl,
0: just do you. I've
1: never done that before. (laughs) I always do January resolutions and just try to dive right in. I'm
0: excited to see how this fares for you because most people start, in January. On like January 1st, right? Or 2nd. Yeah. And Chris and I have never been the starter on, we're always, we're going to start when the kids go back to school. Like, so usually that's several days into January.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I've never started as late as you. So I'm excited for you to take this time to figure out what it really is that you want to focus mostly on and then see how you. Yeah. If it's more achievable that way, because there's not as much pressure. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Well, my goal was to start off. I'm going to do the monthly goals. And this first goal is really decluttering so that I can have a more clear mind. And I have already taken a full load to Goodwill, which I'm very excited about. And I filled two of our trash cans with stuff that is not Mm Goodwillable. So and it was all with our Christmas stuff. So there's been like a lot of Christmas stuff that's like ready to go. And it was probably ready to go three years ago. But I just kept it for whatever reason. But then I didn't take it out of the cabinets. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't take it out last year either. So those have got to go. Those were like really, really easy. Um But then it was like, I have done our laundry room. So that, and that was a big, cause I have a lot of, you know, napkins or like plastic silverware that doesn't matter. Like I just got rid of everything that I don't need anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. What I'm trying to say I'm losing well, my words. Whole, I'm having a hard time with the words.
1: No, it's okay. The whole Marie Kondo thing I loved because I think as hoarders, I feel like I'm a, a mini hoarder, Yeah, same. Not, not technically, but c- I could be. And so, <laughs> <Me> too, <laughs> for sure. so it is hard for me to get rid mm-hmm. of stuff too. And her whole thing is to like, hold it and say, does this bring me joy? No, because when I, when I justify things as a hoarder in my head, I'm like, oh, I haven't worn this for a year. But I might, I so might get I'm going to keep eaten. it. Yeah, I might get One day, it. I might need it. it for this. And I swear to you, this is a real thing. And I don't know if this is like the universe saying fuck you. But every time I get rid of something that I'm like, I haven't used it for years. So I'm going to finally get rid of it. And I get rid of it. And then I swear like a month or two later, I'm like, fuck, I need that. Where is it? And I'm like, oh, damn, that I well. donated it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I swear that happens. That happens to me too. So, but I have to just get over it because the whole point of, Does it bring you joy is to look at it and say, is this holding a space in my house and keeping it is not serving a purpose. If I get rid of it, then I open my I create that space for good things that I do want to come into my life.
0: See, this is the thing I have a problem with is like, does it bring me joy? This is probably why I need to watch the series, because maybe it means more than what I'm hearing. Yeah. When people say, does it bring you joy? Not in the moment, maybe, but it will possibly right. well, when I'm skinny hoarder, enough to wear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, that's like the harder mindset. mindset too. You'll, you'll make excuses like,
0: for it. But it does. But it's more of a, does it serve your purpose in a year span? Is that what it is? No. Or like, is there a time frame on it? Because I think I, that's what I need. If I haven't, it's like the Christmas stuff. I didn't use it last year and I didn't use it again this year. So out it went. Right.
1: But so. I've done the same thing where it's, if I haven't worn it, then I'm like, oh, well, I haven't worn it. Yeah. So I have to get rid of it. But her whole thing is, even if it's something you don't use often, mm-hmm. so let's say you never wear something, but it's a dress that you love and you don't want to get rid of. If it does bring you joy, then you keep it. But if it's something that, is older and has holes in it, or it has a stain, but you just keep it anyways. Cause it's like your only like vest or something. Yeah. You, you get rid of it because <laughs> it's not bringing you joy. It's bringing you down. Like if it's not bringing you joy, it's bringing you down. Right. It's not doing good. I don't know. It helped me. I thought it was all like, woo woo. <laughs> Does it bring you joy? You know, yeah. Baloney stuff. When I did what she had me do, it worked. Yeah. It's just I probably need to do it every year. It's probably been like eight years since I did that.
0: Did she say how often you should do it?
1: No. I think you get rid of a bunch I mean, of the house shit And houses she that goes into saying. are in
0: like distress, right? They have like major, major. It's major not like clutter. coming into like your house or our house, which, which is like no, baby clutter compared to what you see on the like quarters or whatever. Yeah,
1: but I and I'm constantly getting rid of stuff. That's the crazy part. I am constantly taking stuff to Goodwill. Well, and not only that, I have a problem
0: and I don't know if we've covered this in a podcast before and was is gonna sort of segue into our topic for today, but I I don't know what to keep and what to get rid of as far as my kids' shit goes. Like they bring yeah. home an art project. How long do I keep it? What do I do? I turn some of them into Christmas ornaments. That brings me joy. Yeah. And then I trash it, but then I have a kid that's pissed or hurt or crying as I threw away something they worked really hard on. Yeah. So I have them. started this new <laughs> thing where I'm not I'm no longer blaming the housekeepers because yeah. that's not nice. We have this thing now where it'll come home, I'll put it like on the ledge for a little bit and then I'll move it to the laundry room and then I'll move it into the garage shelf and then I move it into the trash. Yeah, And that seems to be working because it's this sort of out of sight, out of mind. Right. Where they bring it home and it's fresh and it's not on the ledge and they're like, where is it at? Where's my hard work? Where's this? My little one will just tape it all over his room, which I'm totally fine with. And then he'll need more room and take something down and replace it. But my other two, they get a, they're a little more sensitive about it. They're all sensitive over what I throw away. Mm-hmm. But if I like out of sight, out of mind it, then they're not usually going to lose their shit. Yeah. But clutter is everywhere in our house, especially with my boys. They're they're messy, slob kebabs mm-hmm. is what they are. And trying to get them to clean up the way that I want them to clean is like pulling teeth and they don't listen and I yell at them all the time because yeah. of it. Right. So, which is what we're talking about today is are you a yeller? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not you're Clean lying your fucking room <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I'm just kidding but turns out most people yell I don't I've I've done a lot of research on I this mean, topic lately I'd say and it's most people most people are yelling so if you're a yeller you're in good company yeah this episode's for you I don't want to be a yeller because I'm tired of telling them to do things 16 times and by the time I get to number 16, then I'm screaming at them because they're just not listening. Right. So what do you?
1: Same. I think for the most part, it starts out nice Mm -hmm. and then they don't listen and then they don't listen (laughs) and then they don't listen and then you don't listen and then you lose your shit. That at least is for me. Or I know a lot of parents say, well, they don't listen until I yell. And that is true. But I know parenting experts would say, well, you're, letting them cross those boundaries. Right. If you, if you draw a hard line in the sand and you say it the first time, they do it the first time. You make them do it the first time or you're gonna be asking them multiple times until you yell. They The mm-hmm. reason that they finally listen when you yell is because they know that at that point you're serious. So in the first few times you ask them, you're not serious. And you know, we did, um, we did super nanny, super granny, super granny. Super nanny, but you hired super granny. Yeah. So, the, well, that used to be a TV show. And I remember my husband, yeah. and I used to watch it before we had kids, which is what everybody does. We're not going to be those parents. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. Yeah. We're going to be good parents. Like we will never let our kids do that. And we would, we love that show. And clearly we didn't learn anything from it because when we had our own kids, we had a problem. So we heard this woman, her name was super super nanny and she no, was, she was super granny, oh, super granny, yeah, super yeah. granny. Anyway, she ended up passing away from cancer recently. Aww. I know really sad. We liked her a lot. The kids hated her, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> as they would, but we literally paid this woman to come into our house and tell us what we were doing wrong. And that was one of the things she said. When you ask your kids multiple times to do something and they don't do it the first time, it's because they know you're not serious. mm mm-hmm because if you're not going to get up off the couch and make them do that and this all happens when they're little and this is why parenting when they're toddlers is so important and we all you know our kids are past that we're kind of past that age but it's never too late i think to set boundaries and be strict about them and eventually the kids will get it and we don't have to learn we don't have to yell but with raising three boys i think there's going to always be moments where you got to raise your voice i screamed at them so
0: bad over winter break in the backyard I'm gonna. I hope God, please don't call CPS on me. Here's what happened. This I'm gonna paint the picture for you. <laughs> okay,
1: let's see. We might
0: have to edit it out if you think I'm gonna go to jail. No, you won't go to I'm jail. not gonna go to jail. So my, I have testosterone going through my house. I have a, I have a practically teenager. He's definitely like going in his pubescent like phase. Yeah, his.
1: I'd say he's definitely in he's, puberty. He's
0: like in puberty for sure. And then my middle is knocking on the door of it. So there's testosterone going through the house. They literally cannot walk by each other like they breathe wrong and somebody's losing their shit right and so over winter break my older kid and he did this on purpose because he's kind of a dick like just his brother like i i had a little sister i you know i know what What i used to do as the older one so i think i was being a dick in those days and i'm pretty sure that's exactly what he's doing it's just very obvious he just like (laughs) walked in the kitchen and, and like brushed up against him but like like violently, <laughs> so mm. not violently, but like aggressively brushed up against him. He's like, what? I was just walking over in my middle, <laughs> I flew across the kitchen and they fist fought. They got into a fist fight in my kitchen. And I, my older one is bigger than me and my middle one is almost bigger. So there's not like a lot of power that I really have anymore. right? Except I grabbed both of their necks and I drug them outside. And I was like, you want to duke it out? Duke it out right here. You want to fight? Go ahead and fight. You're not going to get blood in my house. You're not going to break my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Do it here. If you want to get it out, because I'm like tired of it. Like they're always yeah. doing it. So I don't know if I was, but I lost my shit with them. And then my older one was mouthing off to me. Like, as they and do. all he needed to do was just shut up. right? And so my husband ended up throwing him in the pool because it's cold. The pool's like, I don't know, 50 degrees or whatever. Enough yeah. to like calm him down and shut his mouth up. So it was just, and then I found myself, I don't know if you've ever seen this thing on, I think you have, I think you've shared it with me on Instagram, where the people are like, hey, guys, it's me. You're going to hear a lot of yelling, but that's just because the weather yeah. is nice and we're <laughs> outside and yeah. I'm I'm not a bad mom. I just need them to listen because I'm screaming at them all the time. And yeah. I felt like, and so I ended up doing that. I was like, neighbors, if you can hear me, we have teenagers and yeah. I'm really sorry. Like, don't turn me in. But I was really embarrassed because I was screaming and right. I know that they heard But I also was like, shit, like it was a moment that I lost my shit, but what do you do when they're like fighting? So then I called in my mama mentors who have boys. I'm like, is this normal? And they were like, yeah, this is just the beginning. But you (laughs) have to lay the law down and let them know what the expectations are. They're gonna like get into these scuffles. They're gonna get into it. But there's ways to like make it easier and not as often.
1: What are those ways? So... (sighs) Well, tell us your
0: ways. I, I have heard of this whispering thing. You've talked a lot about the whispering thing. I haven't tried it, but you whisper to, because they expect you to yell. Yeah. But when you start whispering, they start getting your attention. I don't know. Didn't you say you tried that once?
1: Well, I've heard of it. And I think actually as a teacher, we use this too, because we're not yelling at the kids. So you, you want to raise your voice. Like, I think that's a natural inclination to, to get louder. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I know a lot of parenting experts, I've read stuff that they've said, you know, when you start to get angry and out of control, all your kid sees is you out of control. Mm -hmm. So now they're just paying attention to your behavior and not really what you're saying. And yeah, they might be scared when they're little. And so they'll do what you ask them to. But honestly, and you probably have the same experience now that they're older, they're like, fuck, mom's ailing again. It's not really. Yeah. They're like used to it. Yeah. And it's kind of like lost its flavor, I guess, because they don't care as much and they're getting bigger and they know that, you know, we're like the same size as them or smaller now. So I think with the whispering, it's, it's not that they don't expect you to do it. It's that you are quiet. And so if they really want to hear what you're saying, they have to calm down. Mm -hmm. They have to be quiet and then they have to get, you know, can hear what you're saying. And so it works in terms of you remain calm And then they start to realize, well, I got to be calm so I can hear what she's saying. Yeah. I have not tried this
0: one, but I heard a lot of really great success out of it. Although it makes zero sense to me in my head. Okay. What is it? They don't listen to me anyway. The whispering.
1: Oh, why does it make zero sense? Because they don't listen to me anyway when I am asking them. I know. The problem is, is it's really hard. I think for a lot of parents, when you're like emotionally involved with your kids to stay calm and be quiet.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. They also will call your
1: bluff. So well, like Chris, what's your bluff.
0: Well, I think that's probably why when, when I'm asking them to do a million things, not let me just take out this whole fighting thing. We might even just edit that whole part out. I do way.
1: why. I don't know. I think it's good.
0: So taking out the altercation that happened in my kitchen, because I think that's a different level of fighting and yelling. And I, that was like a reactionary thing. I don't think I could have been like, now
1: boys. Yeah, that's different. because
0: They were like freaking out, but I will say they're playing video games and I'm like, okay guys, you got to clean your room. Hey guys housekeepers are coming tomorrow like let's got to get our room clean and then i'm like guys i don't want to have to turn on the video games come on let's get it done and then by the time i get to number 16 i've taken away the video games i should just take the video games away if they don't listen yes. on the first
1: try if that's you want what, them to if i want them to listen. take multiple times mm-hmm. too and that's what they say too about counting like if you want them to do it the first time you say it then don't do a countdown or whatever, but countdowns I like, and I think work because it gives them a chance to, okay, you bark in order and they're not really listening to you, but they know when you start counting, then they think about it. Well, do I want to do this or do I want to get in trouble or do I want to do this or do I want to have a Mm -hmm. consequence? And so counting, I think helps a lot with little kids, especially Mm -hmm. because they do need that, that space to start thinking about it or to start getting a nudge instead of constantly saying it you're just counting down. I think it works but I've been told by parenting, I think it was the super nanny, that if you count you're always going to count yeah. and they're always going to wait till you say 3 or 5 or whatever your last number is because they know that that's what it is but I'm okay with that because it I've noticed even as a teacher cuz we do count with kids sometimes if I say don't do that or don't do this and I don't count. Usually the behavior continues. But mm-hmm. if I say, don't do that, I'm going to give you three seconds to think about it. One, two, three. They think about it and then make a better choice. So I don't know if they need that I like, like that. That's a good one. that buffer to think but about you're not, what you're asking of them instead of just reacting. Yeah. You and you're not saying? threatening a
0: consequence. You're giving them time to think time about to what think they did. That's good. You're like sort of turning it around on them.
1: Yes. That's
0: good. And
1: Sometimes you have to give them a consequence with the counting. So you have to say, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. One, two, three.
0: Yeah, I like that. So then they have fast? time to think about do it. Do you one? No, I don't. Two, do that three, fast. Three, two and a half. I'm on a
1: pot. Two, two and three and quarters. quarters. So I'm like, no, <laughs> not going to sit here and count. But
0: yeah, um, that was one of the things that I read a lot in almost every article I read about it's this. It said to count. Count to ten. Count slowly things. or out loud. And to the kids or for yourself? So you can do it, but it goes both ways. So I am a counter in my head when I'm about to totally lose it. I oh, take like are? deep that's breaths good, and I count. Oh, you are? I feel like Oh, I have to count. I have to like walk away. I'll close the door. I take like 10 deep breaths and then I usually calm, will calm down.
1: That's a coping mechanism that you should teach your kids. I I think oh, that's
0: we, great. We work a lot on breathing. It's hopefully when they're adults, it'll. Yes. Be a normal, natural thing for them. I count with my little one. My first two, I never really had to count with. Mm-hmm. My little one wants to test my fucking Founders. limits every single day. And I'll be like, don't make me get to three, one, two. And then he'll like, I tell it. But that's when I'm really, really angry. He's a spitfire, man. He's hard. The whisper, like, because they say that kids expect you to yell, but you defy their expectations when you drop your voice to a whisper and then it gets their attention immediately. Mm. Which I, oh, I have this hard time believing, but then I- I know your kids do this too because your oldest did it at my house. I don't even know if you caught on to it. But they never listen, right? You'll ask them to do something 34,000 times and Mm -hmm. then you start yelling at them. Yeah. But you could be gossiping with your husband in the kitchen about something and they'll be like, wait, what? Who's moving? Who's doing what? And you're like, oh, you can hear. You can listen. You do know what we're saying. So actually, you're just totally defying everything I say and blowing me off when I'm asking you to do this 16 times. Yeah, selective hearing. It's selective hearing. I don't, Is that what it is? Yeah. Or is it just a blow off?
1: Yeah. They're choosing not to listen.
0: They're choosing not to listen. Yeah. No.
1: So maybe the whisper (laughs) will because
0: they do listen. Turns out. Right. If you have little kids, a one that came up a lot is you just start dancing. It made me laugh because I feel like this is something I would have done. Maybe I have done because it because then your kids will think you're crazy. It will get their attention and they might either participate or they'll laugh. And then whatever their attention is on will go away from it, and then you can say, "Hey, can you let's go clean up your room or
1: yeah, go empty the trash
0: or whatever so there, you're distracting you them distract
1: basically. them from whatever
0: they're doing, getting their attention and then they're present with you yeah, so you don't have to ask him forty two times
1: right. Well, does it work though? Then they
0: see you dancing. and they're like, in "Sure, we'll go dance." Many articles. I mean, I can see. I don't know that they're going to dance with you. Some might. Some kids might totally join in your dance so you party. you start
1: dancing, and then like when they're looking at you, then you say, you "Just start dancing go do this?
0: Like if they're playing video games or they're on their iPad, and you just start dancing in the room, that's going to get their attention. Yeah. So now they have your full attention. They're not just so hearing. Your wah, dancing wah, wah, to wah. get their attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just break out into a dance party.
1: I think that this is like really these fun. are like
0: things that you can do before you yell at your kids. Yeah. Right. So like, I, I thought think that was worth a trying. really good that one for fun. sure. It does just, sound fun.
1: I just don't know if am I going to remember to start dancing.
0: Well, maybe <laughs> if they don't, like if you ask him to do, even before you ask him to do something, you just go into the room
1: and you start busting a move. Yeah.
0: I think it would be like a crowd pleaser for all I'm ages. i have to try this. I mean, I'm it, try it sounds
1: too. fun. I would love to do that.
0: It does sound fun. And then, but the, the idea is the attention now comes up off of whatever they're
1: focused on yeah and now they're on you well why I think it might work it's almost like an icebreaker right right yeah just kind of break the ice and then everybody's like what's happening
0: right it's not like oh god she's here barking orders again yeah it's like
1: oh look at mom is so dumb or mom is so fun
0: or mom is so silly like (laughs) dumb fun we'll get all of those because we have teenagers preteens and tiny humans right right so and I do think like like my oldest be like, Oh my god, mom, you're so lame. Yeah. You're not funny. But, also, but then he would be like totally laughing. Yeah, thing, totally. yeah, Um and then I'd be like, Hey bud, can you like I'll stop dancing if you go like can you go take out the trash or or we can dance. Let's keep going. But then after you gotta take out the trash. Whatever it is, you know what I mean? I'm excited yeah. to try this one. I have not tried that one. Neither have I. No. Recently. Heard of it. Um Deep Breaths, Deep Breathing has been a really good one. Another one that I read that I thought was really good is after if you have yelled, you can sit down, like, because usually we feel pretty bad about it if we if we've lost our shit. Because ninety percent of the time, it's like something else is going on, whether they're not listening or whatever. But when you totally lose your shit, if you write down like what was going on, like why did you react the way that you did, was there something else going on, or was it that you were just tired of asking sixteen times? That's something totally different. But if you had a bad day at work, or well, you're like, like what a fight I, with your husband, or you're something, at like you're what really is triggering out, it. like sometimes our kids could get like the brunt of that right so if you write down like what was going on when I lost it did they deserve for me to yell at them the way they did I've had many many moments throughout motherhood where I have given it to them worse like screamed at them worse than what they deserved for sure because I was going through whatever I was going through it's normal life so I liked that idea of like what was going on that made me yell and then apology for anything every time you like scream and you feel like that, you should always Mm -hmm. apologize because it shows that you're humble and that you're... It shows your humility. That's the most important thing. But I agree with
1: that. I had a do recently to my Mm -hmm. son. I think it was yesterday. I yelled at him to do something. I don't remember. We were late and I yelled at him and then I walked away and I calmed down and I was like, let's go apologize. And I Mm -hmm. said, sorry, you didn't deserve that. I'm sorry. And he was like, I'm sorry too. Yeah, it's usually... But it's good. It's a hard thing to do and admit, but when you do it, it shows your kid that you really do care about them and, and that, that you're mi- human. That you're human, you make a mistake and you can still apologize. Yeah. Even though you're the parent.
0: Well, and even the best parents can lose it, right? Yeah. The best parents, you can have you can be on your A game ninety percent of the time and have one bad moment. It's okay to apologize and let them know, Hey, right. I'm sorry, you didn't serve that. I am going through this and Right. Whatever. Look at baby pictures. It's super weird.
1: Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I know what they're saying. If you look at them, you're like, oh, these are the things that matter. But I don't think that that's something that I'm going to want to do or maybe not even have time for. You know what I'm saying? Like yesterday when I yelled at my middle, it was because we were were going to meet family and I'm not going to be like, oh. I'm going to go look at baby pictures while we're in a hurry. Yeah. We have to come back to this. No, yeah. you have to go. So, well, and sometimes you're in the moment, so you don't have time
0: to go through all of that. That's you what just I'm saying. Yeah, you Yeah, you react and it's you're life. like, Ugh. I have. So, my oldest is notoriously the last one out of the house when it has nothing to do with him or he doesn't care. So, like, if uh, we're. We're going to school and he doesn't have to be there until later, but my older, my younger two have to be there earlier. He's like, Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, I got to fill up my water. Oh, I got to I forgot blah. Well, it's always something. But like yesterday we had baseball practice and my middle was running a little bit behind and he was, my older one was freaking out. Early is on time. Late is, or on time is late. And I was like, Oh, you don't like it, huh? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how you're feeling. You know that when we're screaming at you every day that come out into the car, Your brothers are screaming at you. Everybody, you're not listening. You're just doing your own thing. You're just in your little world. But now that it's a place that you have to be and everybody else is kind of marching to the beat of your drum, that's not okay. So how can you turn this around? Like we have been using a lot of those moments lately to talk about how we all can be better for whatever the next time is. Like treating people the way that you want to be treated has been like the golden rule. I know it is the golden rule, but that has been like <laughs> the <laughs> rule that we have been following yeah. more and more every day, more so than I think we ever have in any of our lives. That's good. As recently is treat people. And we've taken these like opportunities to have those conversations
1: about situations.
0: Yeah. And do you remember that podcast that we listened to early on with the parents? They have like a million kids and they, they had, they talked about this same topic as when you're losing your shit on your kids or when your kids are losing their shit on you, it's because they have a need that's not being met. Yes, I
1: listened so that, yeah.
0: So going back to like when my kids were fighting and they were screaming and then we were all screaming, it was like later on, I mean, the whole day was awful and then the next day was even worse and so I took my oldest out to dinner, just the two of us, and I was like, what's going on? Like, what need do you have? And he couldn't answer and I know it's because it's hormonal. He mm-hmm. doesn't know how he's right. feeling. He doesn't know why he's reaching out. He's having all of these new feelings rushing through his body. And I think because we've already been through all of that and we've probably forgotten what it felt like to go through that. We knew it was awkward. We knew it was uncomfortable. We knew there was like many moments of being made fun I of. I was always mad we at my don't parents. don't remember why we were so pissed off. Hey, it's hormones. But I was always mad at my parents too. And I was like, listen, it wasn't that long ago that I was your age. I hated my mom. I hated her. And he was like, what? You hated Nana? And I was like, yeah. I hated her. She was awful. I still loved her because she was my mom. Right. But I literally would have rather have been with anybody else in the whole wide world at any given moment because I just hated it. And I don't know why. There's nothing that she did right or wrong or to make me feel like that. But I understand, like, I understand that idea of being so angry. And then he started opening up to me and it was wild. And I was like, I validated his feelings. He still had this sort of like, meh, you're lame. I don't want to talk to you. And then I just kept going like. That's awesome. How do you feel about this? And I kept asking, do you have a need? Why would you treat your brother? Do you want somebody to do this?
1: Did he figure it to out? To you?
0: No, he didn't but figure he out. Kind of- he he sort of did. He was like, but it was all stuff that had to do with him personally, with his own growth. Mm-hmm. So it was things that he was mad at himself about yeah, or struggling in his own world about. And because he was struggling with something else, they lashed out and it got really ugly.
1: Which is everybody, right? Which is all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a good le- like lesson that you talked about it yeah, and had him be introspective and figure it out. I think I agree with that family that we listen to and mm-hmm. that usually there's a need. And obviously when they're little, it's, are they tired? Are they hungry? Do they need right. to go to the bathroom? You know, the little things that toddlers and things need. But it's the same for when they're older. And my husband and I actually get in a lot of fights about this because one of my kids has a really hard time. With his emotions and behaving, and I'm always saying how tired he is, and that I think that is a big factor. That's like a big
0: joke in our house.
1: Yeah, not about you
0: guys, but like. Oh, no, I was like, no, like, no. <laughs> no, we guys. laugh about you all the time. No, 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 it's like a big joke. Like when our kids are acting out or they're being, we're like, oh, they're tired.
1: <laughs> they really like, are though. It's our scapegoat. <laughs> it, well, well, that's because they're husband, not happy
0: kids. They're just tired. Yes.
1: Well, like we, that's how my husband <laughs> is. But you know, as a mom, you can tell when your kids. <laughs> are tired you just know totally. like yeah. when they're toddlers and they were like misbehaving you're like oh my god you need a nap you just know that they're right tired. because they're out of sorts it's not like they're always it's not naughty how, it's just it's, but you can just tell when they're off. not yeah like everything's upsetting and they're just yeah. emotional about everything you do know I, do I have something no it's my nose oh. running, <laughs> but he doesn't like that I like make that excuse but it really is true I think a lot of times same for me. I mean, I get in these moods where I think I get hangry. Yes. If oh. I'm like hungry and I haven't eaten and, you know, just add a little bit yeah. of stress to that and I'm angry. So yeah, I think that's true for kids and adults and looking at the reason that we're getting angry or triggered is a really good thing or good process to do. Yeah. But I don't know that that would help in the moment of being angry and yelling, <laughs> but it's a good thing to do. Which I just I just forgot. What I know about. <laughs> you weren't listening. I knew I was, and then it's I looked okay. down, and then I was like, "Wait, no, what okay? where are we at?" I was saying, looking at the reasons that you're angry or what's triggering yeah. you is a good thing to do, but I don't oh, think it that, helps in the moment. No,
0: it doesn't. You have to do it after. Like, hey,
1: yeah, this is part of that
0: apology train too. I think yes. is like you talk about whatever happened, and we had this. So, so we are really big on family meetings. I think you guys are too, yeah. and then we'll talk about like what's going on. And we. We're not as good at like scheduling them regularly but when when I notice that things are really just starting to escalate and that's when we did it so I think we should be better at regularly like having regular meetings. We anyway, be better too. When, but when we do that like eat, there's specific rules we all sit at the table there's no technology there's nothing is on we're just it's just our family sitting at the table there's no food nothing but everybody is full like it's usually after dinner that we have it.
1: Oh that's So nobody is hungry. We do them in the morning.
0: Um, but we could do it in the morning, but whatever it is, it's always after a meeting I because that's good, I don't want anybody to be hangry and yes. whatever their reaction is. Right. So when somebody is talking, nobody, everybody else is listening. And it's kind of like that exercise that we did at Savannah, where you, you get the floor, you get to talk and nobody else gets to say anything until it's their turn to talk. Yep. And that's been so helpful. But again, there are still going to be moments where they're going to fight or we're going to scream at them because they're just not listening. Um, but I do like the family meeting and I do like the, what need a, when we are doing the family meeting, we'll say, what need are you having? This is the behavior I'm noticing this is how you reacted. That's not the way a person who's happy would normally react. So what is going on? Right. What is, what is, what do you need that you're not getting from your brother or from us? And usually they, they can figure it out quickly.
1: Really?
0: For the most part, if it's a brotherly fight, yes. Right now with my older. it's never oldest, about what
1: they're fighting about. It's never it's about what they're fighting. And it's always about something
0: that happened days ago or weeks yeah. ago or, or something that's so stupid that i like, really that's what set you up but they like let it manifest in their bodies <laughs> yeah. for so long then something like a brush against the body is like they just rage Triggers, out and like yeah. that's it that's but really I do good really that like do that. that I like the family meetings a lot I like talking about the needs that are not being met I like that people it has to be like fair and kind but you if you're being an asshole you you get to talk about that in the meeting without you don't get to say you're being an asshole but you're like when you did this this is how it made me feel and I don't think that's cool and it's really disrespectful and I don't treat you this way why do you treat me this way and then then the other person has to respond and it's Chris and I usually mediate. And sometimes they call us out on it.
1: This is like good like therapy. Chris, Chris and I
0: on it. Like it'll be like, well, you're always on your phone or you're always this or you said you were going to do X and you didn't do it. And then you said you were going to do it again. And then you said it. like we had a thing. This where, is amazing. I know. Our family
1: meetings don't go that way. But.
0: Oh. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> oh,
1: I <laughs> did not mean for it to
0: sound like that. I was no, like,
1: you're fine. Ours, ours are very. I mean, that's really you know good. me, like
0: I'm a planner. I'm like, all They know. They have noticed that there's going to be a meeting. They have a yeah. chance to bring their agenda items to the.
1: Well, we meeting. kind of do that. So but, yeah, but it sounds. I like how you guys go around and everybody gets to kind of talk about the things that are bothering mm-hmm. them, and then the way that you said it just now, you sound like a therapist. Like you sound like a professional. Oh,
0: well, Where that's you're like, nice.
1: What did you say? You said. When you do this, it, it makes, makes me, me feel, feel like this. That's yeah, like when you do this, like a therapy thing, right? Like we yeah. learn that in like couples counseling. Instead of saying mm-hmm. you, 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 you. Well, when you do you, 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 it's triggering. You, you, you feel defensive. attacked. It's right. the same thing like so saying no say, offense, but well, when I'm already offended. Happens, mm-hmm. This is how I feel. It brings it back to right. how you're making that person feel, not that you're horrible and you do all these horrible things. And then that is more well. And ninety percent of the time, it wasn't the attention, right? Like they didn't.
0: Well, maybe with the brothers, it was the intention. But like when they call me out on something, it's never my intention to hurt my kids. That's the last thing on earth I want to do.
1: Right.
0: But they're paying attention. So when they do that, then I'm like, "Ooh, you're right. I will be better. Yeah. I didn't realize it meant that much to you or whatever it was like. Yeah. It's good. It's really good therapy for our family to do that. I love that you guys do that. It's awesome. We need to be better at doing it more regularly. So it's a part of our culture and not like a reactionary Mm -hmm. event that happens because things escalated so bad because that's what we're good at.
1: Why I like family meetings too, the way that you said that made me think about how it's, you're saying it's a reactionary, but when you're doing it, Mm -hmm. everybody's calm. It's not right right after a fight or right after whatever. We might have something happen on like a Friday and be like, okay, we're going to have a family meeting on Sunday. That's Mm -hmm. what we do. We usually do it like that we used to do them every Sunday but that was when they were That's little so good. I know now we don't do them every Sunday but we all kind of come to the meeting with our own things and we mm-hmm. talk about like it's usually Austin and I have something to say about what's happening as a family and what we want to change or what we want to be different and then we open up the floor to the kids and say like That's what do you great. guys want to say but We've never done anything like what you've described, but that sounds really, I mean, now that the kids are getting older, I feel like they could participate in that way and talk about brotherly stuff, yeah. you know, that's bothering them because we've never really done that. But what I was, my point is, was I was trying to make was that we're doing this in like a calm setting. Mm-hmm. It's not okay here. We're all coming to the table to fight about something. It's very, we're talking about things that we want to be better and it's not, it's right. like a good positive vibe.
0: You know totally. What I'm
1: Right. We always started off with that too.
0: Like we, we start off every meeting with that positive intention. Right. Because it's not here to take anybody down. There's some kinks in our chain.
1: Yeah. You're
0: a part of the family. You're not the center of the family. And in order for this to work, then we all have to work together. Right. Like that's sort of how we approach it, which has been really good. I wish we had a... I don't know that I need to have them every Sunday, but maybe like once a month would be yeah. good. Yeah, well, it gets
1: hard with sports and things like that. That's part of why we've fallen off with them because yeah. it's we're so busy on the weekends. But I think it's a good thing to do, especially as they get older. The, these are like skills that they can take into their relationships with friends and other family and you know spouses in the future yeah. to, sit, to look at themselves and discuss things that are bothering them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that goes a long way to prevent these fights
0: totally you know what I
1: mean instead of never talking about it
0: and and then just always losing your shit yeah yeah yeah. instead
1: of it's kind of like prevention you know where you get get your feelings discussed before and then Mm -hmm. hopefully people work on it and get better instead of yeah continuing to fight the same fights but I mean when that
0: is happening something's got to give it's 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 this repetitive nonsense. It's what is that definition of insanity is doing the same Same thing over and over and expecting different different results. That's how it is sort of going. And I don't, I don't want my kids to like grow up and end up hating each other. I didn't actually know that sibling rivalry. Like I knew that there's sibling rivalry. I know that I had it too. I have three sisters, but I'm also pretty close with my sisters. I didn't realize until I was like almost 30 that siblings didn't get along later in life and I remember when i found out like and i found out about these two sisters one of them was like oh we're not that close like one sister just had a baby and i'm like are you so excited to be an aunt this is so great and she was like no we're not that close Aww. and it shattered my heart and i don't know why i just i remember it so clearly but I'm like you don't get along and she was like no That's do you so get sad. along with- she was equally surprised that i got along with my sister the way that I do. And so that was probably
1: the vibe in their house. It was the first
0: time I'd ever realized that there were other siblings out there that don't actually get along. And then I quickly learned that a lot of siblings actually don't get along. Mm-hmm. I don't really want that for my family. If I can help build relationships. And I think you posted something on social media about having a sibling and like that's who you go through life with Mm -hmm. and like eventually your parents are going to be gone and that's the way the life is meant
1: nobody understands you like your sibling nobody understands you like your your childhood with you right so there's nobody else on this planet who understands it like you do because such a gift parents are not the same they see things differently right so and I
0: love they have their inside jokes and they have their little like ways of they think they're manipulating us and probably sometimes
1: they do succeed at it. Right. Do you know? I, well, just, I love that. that and I want that. There's nothing more important than family. Even I totally friends, agree. You can have friends that are like family for sure, but family is family and they'll always be mm-hmm. family and you have to treat it like it's a gift. And I think sometimes people grow up and their parents don't treat it like that. They're yeah. like, you can hate each other if you want. We don't really care. Ugh. And I'm not saying that's how it, it always goes. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of nuances to why that is, but I do think that it is important as a parent to instill into your kids, how important it is to have a sibling Mm -hmm. and to treat it like a gift. Right. um, Because you don't want to ruin those relationships and you will grow up at some point and maybe have fights. But if you don't come back to saying like, this is forever we're in this forever we're family, Mm -hmm. then they will grow apart. You know, it's really sad because I, I, But that happens with parent-child relationships. It happens with a lot. And so I don't know the best way it is to instill that value in them. But I do think it's important to acknowledge because I've talked to a lot of people about it too. When I was first having kids, I feel like I had people around me saying, oh, if you want your kids to be close, have them close in age. And then they'll grow up being best friends because they're so close in age. And I was like, I don't think that's actually true. And so I would ask people like my hairdresser or whoever, I would just have conversations with people and be like, how many siblings do you have? Who are you closest to? And my, my, from my research of asking people, I discovered that It doesn't matter how close in age Mm -hmm. they are. The most important, it doesn't matter if they're boys and boys or girls and boys and girls and girls. It doesn't, that doesn't matter either. Mm -hmm. It matters personality. And so you obviously can't tell God you want to have kids that have similar personalities and they want to get along. It really is personality. And so, but I think as a parent, we play a really big role in if they don't have similar personalities and they don't get along, how do you mend that relationship and keep that relationship going? Because you can still... Love your brother or sister or your family Mm -hmm. member and not get along with them like or have the same personalities. You know, you can still learn to work together and still respect and appreciate that relationship and how important it is. Right. You know, but you have to come back to that. Mm -hmm. It might be easier for the parents where their kids get along because they have similar personalities. But I think that there's an important role that we play as parents too. I feel like our kids all have different personalities. Yours too, I think. Well, they do. I think their birth order plays a big role in what kids are like, but I think I've noticed with my own kids that my, my two kids that have similar personalities get along easiest. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it has anything to do with age or gender. I think it has to do with personality.
0: That's really interesting. So I would, for me, it's a little bit different because I think my youngest and my oldest have similar personalities, but my Mm -hmm. youngest and my middle get along better. And they're closer in age
1: well i'm not but saying they I have don't know it's similar really interesting. personalities but they have to get along like their person- yeah. personalities have to get along they have to have like that like a good vibe yeah they have to have a good vibe i don't know what that's <laughs> called but so sibling vibrate <laughs> <sibling vibry? laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> not don't be a rival be a vibe a <laughs> <Don't rhyme>. vibe vibe <laughs> Oh my Surprise. gosh! <laughs> Five. It's, it's, two. it's like the name a pun twist. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Okay, that was so funny. Yeah. So do you have uh, more on the list of what we could do to not be yell angry? into a pillow? I mean, no. These are like coping mechanisms. These are not all coping mechanisms. angry, but um, calling for backup. This is one that we had
0: when we were. At, I mean, we might have even talked about this, where we had code words. Did I tell you this? Did we
1: to talk about this. Who has code words?
0: Like Chris and I would have code words when they were babies. No. Like my oldest, he was like he had tons of problems in the beginning. He cried all the time. He never stopped. And it was when your baby is crying nonstop and you're going days and days and days without mm-hmm. sleep. I could, I 100% can see why people abuse their children. Or Oh my
1: god, you and my husband are this. I get it. I,
0: I've never done that.
1: I get it too. The best it's advice I ever had when I had an lot. infant was
0: when he was going through what he was going through. When the doctor would be like if this is happening and you need a break, put them in your crib and, and walk, walk away. away. There'll be no fine. child will ever die in a cry in a crib because they, they were not going to cry themselves to death basically. Yeah. And I thought that was such great advice because as a mom, you want to hold your baby
1: yeah,
0: and you, you're the only person that can make everything better, but they won't stop crying. Everybody no has a what. breaking point. Right. So I yeah, listening to
1: crying is is like, it puts everybody
0: oh on edge. train. It's awful. It's awful, and when you're several days into it, you just you feel mm-hmm. like snapping. So I would like put the baby down, go into my closet, and sometimes yeah. I would cry, sometimes I would scream into my pillow. But Chris and I also had a code word. It was Astastic. Didn't I tell you guys this before? No. I swear, I thought I did. When I he feel was like really I would little, remember that. I feel like well, Astastic <laughs> was our code word. <laughs> When you had to hand over the baby, no questions asked, but we chose astastic because because it, it's a funny word. Yeah. And we thought like in the it moment would it would ask. make us laugh. Yeah. Usually it made me more mad when he'd be like, Astastic, Astastic. And I'd be like, I thought I got the baby, but he knew I needed a break. So we would like, take the baby, like pry the baby out of my arms, screaming astastic
1: at me. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, I thought but, you would say it if you needed help, but he was saying it like you needed a break. It can interchangeably work like that. Like I could say
0: astastic and it would be like like, me saying I need a break. And so now every once in a while we'll do like astastic and we'll like laugh about it. That's so funny. But I will like if it's been a hard day with the kids and I just can't like I'll say to Chris like I need a break. I need to just go into my and like I'll go into my room and I won't scream into the pillow anymore. But I'll take I'll just take time. Sometimes I'll take a bath because water, you know, I don't think water is so calming for me. I think it's calming for most people. Yeah. I will just take that time because I don't, I know I'm about to totally lose my shit and they won't deserve it. They do deserve something, but not the nuclear bomb that I'm about to drop on them because I'm, I've just had enough, Yeah, you know? So that screaming into your pillow. I don't actually do that, but
1: But there's things you can do. I do things that are very,
0: very similar to that. That's super helpful.
1: Do you ever have that? What do you guys do? I mean, we've practiced that with my kids of different things you can do counting to 20, Punching a pillow. Yeah. Gosh, nothing's coming to my mind. But there was other ones that we used to practice with frustration and teaching the kids when they were little that you you can't do things to like hurt somebody if you're angry or yelling. You yeah. gotta you gotta take a moment and do deep breaths. I mean breathing, we at school, this is what we do with the kids. We do butterfly on your chest. Oh. Where you like intertwine your thumbs and you have like a butterfly, and when the butterfly goes up, you breathe in. And then you put the butterfly down. You breathe out, and you just do this over and over again, Mm. and that helps the kids calm down. I like
0: that. That's really good. Yeah,
1: I mean, breathing is always huge.
0: We do a lot of breathing in our in through your nose, out through your mouth.
1: Yeah, but here's always been my thing, and it didn't really work with my kids when they were little. It helps some kids when they're that angry. They don't. They're not. It's like such a jump from like anger to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't come naturally. So it's almost you're fighting the anger to get to the breathing and Mm -hmm. yes, while you're breathing, it does calm you down, but getting to that point is hard. Right. So uh, nobody ever talks about that. I feel like getting
0: to the, to the ability where you can breathe?
1: Yes, where you're like so fucking mad. You want to mm-hmm. rage and you're like, take a deep breath. It's like, that's the last fucking thing I want to do. That's but why I, I'm mad. I can't even breathe right now. <laughs> right. I'm so mad. I'm so yeah. mad. I don't want to do anything. So, so what do you do in those moments? Well, that's what I'm saying. It didn't work for my kids. We've tried so a we lot of moments, exercises.
0: Lots of moments like that. And before, because so, you're right, you can't go straight to the breathing. We can, yes. you can try it. And if it's not working, it's not working. It might work for some people. We, it not for everybody. I have them go in their rooms and lay down. And like maybe put, if they Quiet need music, space. like let's just take a minute. Just take a minute. I I never do it. Like go to your room, or else. Yeah. When they're that upset, right? I have done that. I don't want to be like that. Oh, never have I ever. Right. Um, I have done that many times, <laughs> but it usually backfires on We've me. But, but when I mistakes. am calm, and I can deal with it, then I'm like, "What? Go to your room. I can't help you when you're this upset.
1: Yes.
0: Let's go. Unless you want to calm down, take a minute. Just take a minute in your room. Take five minutes, whatever it is that you need, and then they. I can sort of hear it in their tantrum or they're crying and my oldest is not really doing it like that anymore. But my other two, they just need a minute. Like it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. Go take the time that you need to do this. As long as they're being, you know, you're safe. They're usually just laying there. They're not like thrashing or hurting themselves, which is a totally different conversation. But when they're out of control and they're having a tantrum it's usually for a reason. So I have them go into their room right. and I can kind of hear the crying, like dwindling a little bit. Then I'll go in and I'll sit next to them and I'll say, all right, let's take a deep breath. Like you're okay. You're safe. What's going on? And if they get riled up again, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you a little more time. I'll come back when you're ready. You let yeah. me know. And then that has been gold in our house. and then they can get to the breathing right because they calm down. Cause you're still kind of validating their like anger, right? Like I understand you're angry. Sometimes I get angry too. And I need a minute. Yeah, Take your time and let me know when you're ready.
1: I think it's really important to tell kids, especially when they're little, it's okay to be angry, mm-hmm. you know? And that, like you said, the validation alone, I think is huge Yeah, to know that what they're feeling is okay. And once that happens, I feel like then that gives them the safe space to, to calm down.
0: It's hard. I mean, and they don't want you to solve their problem necessarily, right? They don't be like, "You need to stop crying. You did blah 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 blah. They did this. You're wrong. They're wrong. Whatever it is."
1: People telling you just say like to stop crying is like a it's like a trigger for me. I don't know why, but I I just and the reason why it's a trigger is and I think it has to do a lot to do with my brother and watching my brother have a really hard time growing up as a kid. And when you tell people to stop crying. You're really saying you want you want them to stop crying because it's upsetting to you, mm-hmm. and that's normal. I think nobody nobody likes other people crying. I don't. I think that's like a natural human instinct mm-hmm. to not want somebody to be in pain, right? If you're a yeah. good kind of person, I don't know. Maybe not for psychopaths, but <laughs> why we say stop crying? It comes from a place of wanting them to stop because it's making us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying when you're saying stop crying is you're saying it's not okay to feel that, stop yeah. it. You're not allowed to do that. And so then they learn to hide their feelings. And I, I guess I get triggered because I think a lot of people tell boys to stop crying because boys don't cry or yeah, men don't, boys cry. don't cry. You have to be tough yeah. as a boy. And that is triggering to me because my brother, I think, had that happen to him a lot. And I knew as a sister, like, it was hurting him as a person. But what I loved about you when we were, when our kids were little and watching you is you didn't say, don't stop crying. Like if they'd fall and get hurt, you're like, show me how tough you are. Get up yeah. and show me how tough you are. And why I like that is because it's what you never said. Don't cry mm-hmm. there. They could cry and get up and still be tough. It was right. more like, you're going to be okay. It's kind of, I don't know the way that you said it. I always admired that because it was, it's like not saying it's not okay to cry. Yeah. But it was also saying like, you I know, got this. You're yeah. okay. Like you'll be mm-hmm. okay. But when you say like, you're okay, you're fine. That's different. You're like dismissing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so being tough is just kind of like, let's get strong about this. You know, I don't know. I've always liked that, but. Oh, thanks. Yeah.
0: Oh, we'll see if the therapy bills come in. If it worked or not. (laughs) (laughs) We will oh. see. No, I'm just kidding. This is one. okay, so we're we're going, we're sort of all over the place. We're talking about like kids' feelings. I know, right? Whether it's w- funny when how anger yell. is involved
1: in all that. I of this. know,
0: I know. It's all about anger, but I think it's so good because there's also like you're losing your shit, they lose their shit, we all lose our shit. Right. Right? It just is <laughs> this-
1: <laughs> You lose your shit, I lose my shit, we all lose our shit. It's called the sounds whole thing like, a that sounds like a song. It does
0: sound like a song. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, that's how you lose your shit. <laughs> we lost our shit. Um, okay, so the other one that I thought was so funny, I've never done this, but I was like, This is good because it does work when you're in the actual setting. Pretend you're in public. What do you mean? Instead of yelling at your kids, pretend you're in public. Because you wouldn't do it in public? You would never scream at your kids. I would never. Depends on what they're doing. I lose their like. shit, but I will grub their arm and be like, you little, you puddle, you grind your teeth and be like, you better <laughs> just walk it up right now. <laughs> so if you pretend you're in public at home when you're asking them to do something, instead of yelling, you just pretend you're in public. You Just get right up into there and you, you do this.
1: Get it done. So you're like locking it in because you're in public.
0: Yeah, that's what it says. That's interesting. I thought this was really funny. I liked that one a lot.
1: That's pretty because funny. Because
0: there's... Even though there's fewer watchful eyes at home to judge you or criticize you, imagine that you're in public and proceed as you would as as though others were watching. So you still get your point across. And I've seen like Kate Middleton do this a lot, like to her little one, because her little guy is like a feisty, a feisty prince. Yeah. He's not like prim and proper like the other ones are. He's funny. He makes silly faces. He makes silly sound. Like he's a typical five or six year old, I don't know how old he is, but yeah. It always makes me laugh because you can see her. What does she do? They get like photos of her where she's grinding her teeth and she's like, you better lock it up right now. (laughs) (laughs) No royal supper for you. (laughs) (laughs) She does little things and I love seeing it because it will. First of all, it makes me feel good as a mom. Yes,
1: because she's normal. Royals,
0: they're just like us. Everybody's whole world's watching her and she's still like, do it like you're doing it in public. You just let them know. Right. There will be hell to pay if you don't do (laughs) it. Right. And I'm asking, so I like that one a lot.
1: That's a good one. Although I
0: do feel like that part is a little bit aggressive because it's sort of the same as yelling. Like they know they're in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, I just, that one I thought was really funny. It made me laugh Yeah, out but loud.
1: maybe if you pretend like you're in public, you don't lose it and then you can revisit it later. Yeah. And you didn't make the mistakes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe.
0: you just in that message. I don't know. We've been doing a lot of, because we really drive home that, you're not the center of the family. Like the family doesn't revolve around you. You're a part of the family,
1: yeah.
0: not the center of it. So it takes the whole family to get stuff done. Like it's not just dad and I that are doing all the household chores inside and outside of the house and taking care of everything. So we are doing a lot more of, hey, I, you know, they all have chores to do. Yeah. And we're doing a lot more. Um, Hey, I know you're playing your video game right now. But as soon as it's like they're playing Madden, let's say, mm-hmm. I know you guys are playing Madden. As soon as this game is over, as soon as this quarter is over, I need you to do go do blah. If I give them a warning and I'm like, OK, repeat it back to me, what are you going to do? They do it. At, there's no yelling. They just go do it. And They might do it wrong. And then in that case, I'm like, hey, push pause. You didn't get it. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. So now you don't get to do the quarter of the game or whatever. Right. Go finish what I asked you to do before you get back to that. That's been working really, really well lately hmm so I like that where I'm like okay I know you're in the middle of something because I think that is too why kids are like well I'm doing something do you know what I mean and I think that's part of why I lose my shit I think that's why a lot of parents do they're not just sitting there waiting for you to ask them to do something they're in the middle of something usually even if it's as mundane as watching a show on tv right they're still in the middle of something but if they come to ask us at least I know I'm guilty of this like mom can you do this I'll be like yeah as soon as I'm done with blah yeah. But then if I go ask them and they're like, as soon as I'm done with that, like the hell you are, you're going to do it right now. Yes. You know, it's so yeah, not I know exactly what an you're equal saying. playing field. Right. So, but well, when I try to make it more like treating them the way that I want to be treated, the golden rule, the golden golden rule <laughs> which is so stupid and cliche to say out loud, it's but it not. actually really actually does work. Yeah. Like, Hey, I know you're in the middle of game guys when you're done. Well, I'm going to need you to do this. Here's a list. Let's get it done. And then you can go back to your game. And then it usually works like gold. And I'm like, huh. Maybe there's something because you're
1: this. not demanding and saying they not must do it yet. right now. Yeah, they're I feeling think it's like they're true. a part of something. Well, it's also mutual respect, right? You're mm-hmm. respecting them; they're respecting you. So remember when the kids were little and they we would say like share your toys, whatever, share mm-hmm. your toys. And but I when we went to that moms
0: group and they were like. Don't well, share. Well, Don't apologize. Well, they thought,
1: but they also were like, if somebody grabbed your cell phone out of your hand when you were using it and gave it to somebody else to borrow or you I know, would never with, be like, hey, I'll share your phone. Yeah. <laughs> so like I would, pi- piss me off. So I'm like, I'm not going to grab a toy from my kid and say, nope, you need to share this with so-and-so because I wouldn't want them doing that to right. me. And so I understand why they throw tantrums and get upset. So it goes back to that whole, you know, treat them the way that you want to be treated, but also put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And would you, you know want to like my husband is always like we're done with this whatever turns off the tv in like the middle of them watching or something and be like well we're gonna go but after asking them you know 200 times and here's the problem too I love that that's working for you for my kids part of it I mean we don't do the repeat back but I think that's important especially when you have kids with ADD or ADHD Mm -hmm. which we do and I know that's one of the things that the psychologist said helps with them is have them repeat it back because they'll say okay but they're not really listening right so if we ask them 20 times right after this show go do such and such and they say okay and we come out and it's now on a new show (laughs) that's when my husband will like turn it off you know but I'm like but don't do that at least pause it or be you know because I'm like "If, if somebody did that to you you wouldn't like it either but he his his thing is more like he's i've asked him 20 times you know right and, so nice. I, and I gave him i understand why he but does I that i also think we don't do enough the whole repeat back to me what i said so that you know that they actually did mm-hmm. hear you because they probably didn't right because
0: when they don't do it and it comes back you can say i know you heard me because you said that you were going to do this right back to me so now there's a consequence now you're in yeah. trouble So I don't know. I think that's good. And another good thing that we heard this weekend, we went out to dinner with friends, which I'm so excited to start. And I actually did it today. And it worked like gold was our kids get allowance. Do you Mm. remember this? Yeah. From dinner, our friend, this other couple that we were with, the dad was like, well, if they don't do it, then I give the other kid the option to earn that kid's
1: allowance. Yeah.
0: And they're all over it so now everybody's doing chores because they want their allowance and they don't want to lose money and i'm like that's freaking gold yeah so today my oldest was lollygagging on feeding the dog it's a chore that he has to do he's had to do it every day every morning for the last six years big surprise you have to do it every day he was lollygagging and my little was like i'll do it and i was like great you get his allowance yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he was like what what do you mean like new rule guys this is what's happening you don't do your chores and a brother wants to do it, then they get they your allowance well, for that, that but activity. But why we
1: like that is yeah. because it's like real life. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do the job. Somebody else will be there. There's to do somebody the right behind you that's ready to do They're a better do job than
0: you and they will take it from you. Yeah. So True. this is a safe place to learn. I thought that was such a good thing. And the way that it happened was like so poetic this morning. I loved it. So I think we're going to do it. And I think I am going to because we also talked about bringing back the chore chart. Mm-hmm. So I think I am going to do that. And then they have to initial. Remember, the dad was like, Yeah, they have to initial where they did it. Oh, yeah,
1: that was us. We do that. And then, or was it you? You guys were talking about that? Yeah, I love it. Where they initial. So we just put up stuff that needs to be done around the house. And whoever initials at the end of the week, we say, So and so has the most initials or whatever. He gets extra time playing Fortnite or whatever it is. You know, they get rewarded for that. When we didn't have to ask them, they just do it. Mm -hmm. Because we're all about right now, I think we're kind of. Fi- trying to find a way to get them to do things without us having to tell them yeah. or having to have a tour list. Yeah. But that that could be a whole other episode. I mean,
0: you guys are so good at that. You're really, I just, I think you're so good at parenting and teaching your kids how to be a part of the family and how to like run the house. I think you're really good at that.
1: I mean, we're it's a work in progress. I mean, there's
0: still a little.
1: I know, but it's. We've still been on this planet like 40 plus
0: years. Tracking it. They've been on 13 years, 10 years. Yeah. Eight years. That's not very long.
1: No, but I just feel like I had a lot more chores when I was their age. And I hated it. Hated it. But I yeah, do think same. it teaches you a lot about what needs to be do. Chores? I, told I still them. hate chores. I know. Same. They suck. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to get my kids to do them. <laughs> That's why we had kids. <laughs> so they could do them. But yeah, wow. I mean, it's part of life. Like you have to take care of yourself. Right. And my oldest, because he's like preteen or now mm-hmm. he is a teen, I guess he fights us a lot and is like why do i have to do this? why do i have to do that? i'm like we don't have to pay. we don't have to feed you. we don't have to pay for electricity. Yeah. we don't have to give you video games and tv. Mm-hmm. like we don't need to do any of that. you don't want to participate in our family cuz i do think it's part of being a family. Yeah, it's not you know, you're earning something. you're just no, it you're, is this because is what you're life part is. of the
0: family. when you grow
1: up and move out, guess what? you're going to have to do your own laundry. Mm-hmm. you're going to have to make your own food. you're going to have to clean your own house. like this is like And that could be like five years from now. <laughs> right. I know. That's, that's the crazy, crazy. Part. It will go by so fast. It's already gone by so fast. I, I just can't even believe it.
0: But what they will know how to do is take care of themselves.
1: Yeah. I and think that's do their super laundry important.
0: and not pee on the toilet seat. You're welcome. And ladies. even if
1: they, <laughs> even if it's not just to take care of themselves, hopefully they, I mean, it is is first for them to take care of themselves. What I mean is, hopefully their spouses will see that they do things for themselves you know their future spouses yeah so they're not like just relying on somebody else to do things you know because i feel like there's a lot of men out there at least when i was dating people that their parents or their mom did so much for them they didn't know how to do things i know they're just waiting to get married for for the wife to take over and i'm like that is that so is crazy i don't want to
0: raise our kids up. my husband is not like that no either is mine
1: and i would yeah. never marry somebody who's like that because i don't want to play mom but
0: sometimes you don't know Tell your you Tell your
1: That's a whole nother um, thing, though. For right? A whole nother topic
0: for another day. But I mean, I do stuff for Chris, but
1: so do I. Mostly because like I do his laundry shouldn't. and
0: stuff, but he knows how to do laundry exactly. And if I needed him to do it, he would do it and do a really it's good job. It's not like
1: he's never touched it a day in his life. That's what totally. I'm saying. I think it's important for them to have that experience. If
0: I'm not there, I know the kids will eat. Yeah, I know they'll all eat and they'll eat well. It, it's not going to be like gummy bears and jelly sandwiches <laughs> like, yeah anyway yeah that's a whole nother topic for another day but I'm with you
1: yeah well hopefully um, everybody yells
0: you me the kids wrapping it up
1: yeah <laughs> I don't know where. are you saying something or yeah you said it
0: I don't know everybody else. <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: I was just saying hopefully that we can take something away I know I'm gonna try and do the dancing thing because I think that sounds fun <laughs>
0: I think you're so lame. I know. I, am I don't care. Hair. I have. I, it am, will I know. You know what? It's going to change my mood and hopefully it will prevent the yelling. We'll see. Yeah. You just like put on a song and start dancing and you're like, hey, who's going to unload the dishwasher? It's you. <laughs> it's you. And you just dance <laughs> around
1: like a weirdo. Okay, a little jingle. Yeah.
0: I think
1: it's. Nah, 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 I nah, think it nah. sounds
0: really fun, too. I'm going to try that.
1: OK, well, we'll see how it goes and hopefully it helps you. If it does, let us know. You can check us out on Instagram at Mob Squad Podcast can slide into our dms as amanda would say (laughs) slide into our dms (laughs) thanks for listening see you next time bye